oh, these you could assume that we pre-gamed and we wouldn't have. That's just that's just the content. We're dumbasses. That makes people think we're drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm just drink. I've got a little sip of tequila here. Steve has a little bit of gin. Uh, Welcome to 60 Cycle Hum. My name is Ryan. My name is Steve. And this is... (laughs) This is 60 Cycle Hum. (laughs) I haven't even had... You threw it off. You threw me off. I haven't had a drink yet. And I already threw (laughs) off the episode. I haven't even had had a drink yet. Okay, uh, hi, my name is Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. podcast. It just says I support the current, the way it's sitting yeah, right yeah. now, which makes it seem like a surf shirt. Yeah. Well, I support there, the current. Isn't there like a thing, a, a fruit or a plant called it's the not current? It's spelled like that. Yeah, yeah. The current. That's the current. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. Should guitar builders unionize? I'm not qualified to answer this. Have you ever worked a union union job, Steve? Um, yes. Hmm. When I worked for UCSD, we had we were uh, unionized. Um, when I worked at Home Depot, is that like a teachers' union? It was uh, the research union, okay. but it, because it's a state, it was a state job. So I'm gonna move on, Michael. It was a state job, so uh, yeah, there was a there was a union to negotiate between the workers and the government of the state of california and then what was the other thing oh no that that's the only place i've been because everywhere else i've worked they're like if you say the word union you're fired (laughs) which some places for what it's worth like i worked at home depot when minimum wage was land of the free i know don't talk at work um when i work when i worked at home depot i think minimum wage was like six 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 dollars six twenty five something like that Mm mm-hmm but starting at Home Depot to to just push carts, right? You're the, right, right. You're the cart guy. You don't do anything else. You push carts and you put concrete in the back of trucks. That's all you do. Right. You sweep the parking lot. Um, and that paid $10 an hour in 2002. That's pretty good. I think 2002. Uh, that was yeah. above minimum for sure. Yeah. So that was basically the thing is like we pay you. Ten dollars an hour, so you don't unionize. So you don't unionize. Yeah, which is the way it, sh- it should be. Is yeah. that if you don't want your employees to unionize, you pay them like they're not going to unionize. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know? which I don't know how that translates. Like once you are a cashier, like you're an in the store person. Like I don't know. Yeah, but as you know, an eighteen year old who's pushing carts, where you're kind of like, wow, this is kind of. It's it's not construction, but as far as like jobs that you can just walk down and, and call it retail or retail sure, adjacent, sure. it's pretty back backbreaking work. Oh, totally, to, to totally. Like push those big carts well, all day. I, I worked or again load like I I remember one Saturday I loaded like a full like two tons of concrete by hand. Yeah, totally. Like you're just ninety pounds at a time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I I worked a couple of union jobs. I was uh, in the grocery industry mm-hmm. for about five years total. When I was working through high school and then college, uh, I worked at Lucky's, which got bought by Albertsons, and then I worked at Costco for I want to say like four months, oh. something like that. I don't so, think, I don't know if I realized Costco was unionized. Uh, well, the one that I was at was unionized because it used to be a Price Club. Oh, okay. So it was on Teamsters Union, and then the uh, the Lucky slash Albertsons was the local food workers right. union. Right. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I could the UFCW local. 176 i i could be totally wrong on that number but uh they still send me mail really Really? and i've moved three times and they they still track me down um yeah is it the united commercial food workers is that what it is yeah something like that ted leitner who's a sportscaster Mm -hmm. uh, advertises for them on the radio all the time. So let's, let's connect this to the guitar industry. Yeah. Uh, There are grumblings of guitar workers uh, starting to make moves in that direction, thinking about unionizing. There's a lot of unionizing in the news Mm. right now, as you know, inflation has uh, raised faster than wages while companies, gleefully report rec- record profits and mm-hmm. things like that. And the workers are like, hey, 
what's going on. So what we're looking at right now is a photograph that someone sent to me from the Gibson break room. And apparently this only lasted about a day in the Gibson break room because mm-hmm. uh, someone higher up came so down. So does this person work in the, at Gibson? I don't know. Or they maybe just I don't know. know somebody. I, I, they were like, hey, check this out. This was in the Gibson break room. Okay. And now it's gone. So I don't know if they got it from someone else. I don't know who. I, you know, I don't know the person. They messaged me. So this is, you know, privileged information maybe. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But it's three different pages taped to what looks like the side of a fridge or something like that. Uh, tired of broken promises and stagnant wages. Time to unionize. Email for support and more info, guitarmakersunion at gmail.com. Upper management doesn't care about you. In the past six months, let's see if I can read these pixels here, most model prices have increased while wages have remained stagnant. The new $1 cost of living increase will average out at less than a 4.5% pay increase while inflation is at 8.6. There's not a lot of pixels here. Uh, We continue to work full-time during the pandemic with no paid COVID sick days. Our vacation days were reduced and allocated to new federal holidays as well as shutdown days. Our CEO bragged about going to concerts across the ocean that we could never attend even if we had the resources to do so, just to name a few. And then one more sheet. According to the National Labor Relations Board, you have the right to form, join, or assist a union. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Your rights to form a union within the workplace and stuff like that. So my first thought on this, Ryan, and I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. um, both of these, uh, both of these uh, posters here have four fonts. <laughs> this is the thing that you're going to be hung up on. How do you feel about that? It's not a graphic designers union, Steve. I mean, I, I guess the cur- the kerning is <laughs> the kerning is fine. No, I'm I'm sure they made this in Microsoft Word and they did the best thing. It's fine, Steve. That's they're trying to unionize, Steve. Use as many fonts as you want. Seize the means of graphic production. <laughs> oh man, sorry. That's uh, I, no, you I, know, only, I only noticed that stuff because of you. Time to unionize in that big old heavy typeface with the lines and the the drop shadow. They did a great job. Oh that. yeah, that looks yeah. that looks killer. Yeah. Like no wonder, man. You know what? Honestly, that might be bad because management saw it right away and was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You know what I appreciate about these? It stands out too much. They didn't use impact at <laughs> they all. They didn't. They did not. Thank you for not using impact. Uh, so I have I have a history of working for union, mm-hmm. and you know it it was a little bit back and forth for me because I was making minimum wage. I never got higher up in the company. I didn't want to get tempted to stay in grocery work. I was like, I'm staying. I know, like, <laughs> I know what you mean. No, but... like, I was like, I don't, because I met so many checkers that were like, yeah, I started when I was in high school and college, and then they got me stuck in here with the pension and the blah, 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 and they paid so good and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get stuck here. I want to pay for my gas. I want to pay for my books, and then I want to leave when yeah. I graduate. And it... I should have moved to the meat department and just left when I graduated with money in my pocket, <laughs> but I knew that I would be tempted to stay. Right. So, was, and I also didn't plan on working there five could years. Have been a butcher, Ryan could have been a butcher. I would have enjoyed being a butcher. Um, but what I'm getting at is spent, because I was working you could have spent all day handing people your meat because I was giving your meat. I could have been following meat all day. Giving your meat to beautiful men and been, women. Could have been tugging meat all day. Um, because I was like one of the lower, you know, paid, you know, levels of employee. Yeah. It hurt a lot more when my union dues would get pulled out. So mm-hmm. I was kind of back and forth like, man, is this even worth it? You know, I'm, I'm freaking 17 years old. What am I going to use health insurance for? Yeah. Like I heal like the Wolverine over here. You know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way when I was, you know, that age, I think about it now. Like oh, I didn't need medical insurance back then, but there are protections and, and things that protect you from getting fired. If you say like, Oh, I need this time off. They can't just fire you because you asked for time off yeah. or something like that. Yeah. They can't, they can't fire you on a whim when you're in union. Like there's, there's really good things about being in a union, mm-hmm. but there's also like negatives and stuff. And we've seen back and forth, Throughout history, like there's times when we really, really, really need unions, mm-hmm. and there's times where it's like this is existing just to exist and to like be, you know, a level of cronyism 
within you know society sure. or whatever so then it starts sure. to fade after that and then we need it again and i i feel like i'm sure a lot of people agree with me we're at a place where we need unions again because yeah. you know labor is being exploited it's you know it's there's no other way to say it labor is being exploited right mm-hmm. now people aren't making uh, uh, enough money to live the lives to be the consumers yeah. that the that the companies need us to be <laughs> like companies you're 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 screwing the pooch here because all your employees can't afford to buy your wares, which means there's no one to buy your wares. Well, I mean, we're very much in this wild uh, economic scenario where depending on your company. And I think, you know, and this kind of goes back to, um, I don't think we really talked about it too much because everyone else did Uh, Fender, you know, laying off a bunch of people. Yeah. And kind of this thing where it's weird because companies are doing these like things that seem like cost cutting measures. Uh, you know, at, at, while at the same time they're saying like, Hey, we made so much money. Remember like it was six months ago. Fender was like, we have to raise prices because we've run out of inventory and we're trying to slow it down. And now they're like, we have too much inventory. We need to get rid of workers. Like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, figure out your balance. Like, I mean, I think there's just something there that's like not being seen. And then sure. Um, well, it's, it's kind of sounded like quality control took a dump because I mean, maybe this is all just making assumptions that workers weren't happy. They're being run too thin. They're being run too ragged. It could be that, or it could be like, Hey, uh, in order to keep up with the production line, QC has to go from examining, uh, you know, I don't know, sure. uh, 16 guitars a day to 30, 30 guitars a day. So, you know, instead of getting to spend, I say 16, like I'm thinking like half an hour per guitar. Yeah. So something. You know, and now it's like, you got to do more. Well, in order to do more, you got to do it faster, which means you're going to miss more stuff. Yeah. And if you're doing it more, you end up caring less. It's just like, oh, yeah. this isn't a guitar anymore. This is just factory. Like, stamp it, stamp it, stamp it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my my line of thought here um, is obviously you can't unionize the entire guitar industry. There's too many mom and pops. Excuse There's me. too many, like, two-person shops, one-person shops, things like sure. that. There's too many independent builders. But, like, I don't see any reason why... The big couple U.S.-based guitar manufacturers that very proudly proclaim we have USA-built instruments Mm -hmm. shouldn't have union workers. Their product flow, their product availability should be stable enough that they can support a union workforce. And maybe, maybe if they, you know, if they're taking enough care of their employees that it won't be requested or needed but if everyone say in the taylor factory is making you know good enough money and that i'm just using i don't know what they make right now i don't mm-hmm. it making as an example a hypothetical is making enough money that the people in the fender factory are like hey they're making better money than us and they've got benefits over there yeah we our benefits aren't great and we're not making that much money you know, like we should organize and see if we can get at least what they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, like things like that. Like I'm, I think it would be smart, especially with these brands that really push as a marketing thing, USA made, like here's a right. USA made thing. And they push it as like an upsell. You want to buy USA. Well, right. do we want to buy USA? If the workers feel like they're, you know, in the same conditions that people imagine, you know, people are in China, right? If they're not making enough money to, to live, if they're having to rely on government assistance to live, if mm-hmm. they're afraid of termination for, you know, simple requests and simple things and stuff like that, if they don't have the benefits that, you know, uh, make working worthwhile and stuff like that, like this is the guitar industry and people up pay for USA made instruments some of that profit margin should be going into the pockets of the workers who are providing that value. So there, that's my hot take on it. What do you think, Steve? Well, one thing I'll say is it's, it is interesting to me that you brought up that you kind of, and it's there, that's the local brand. So you kind of default there. Well, I didn't Uh, want to just be Fender and Gibson because there's more Taylor, but Taylor's interesting because Taylor is employee owned, did a ESOP about a year and a half ago, which means they're 
moving towards 100% employee ownership, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people feel like in the in the uh, the hip arts and crafts world, like that's kind of the way to go. I don't know what the pros and cons are. I do agree that like I think that there are advantages to having whether it's through whether you're doing it through a union or whether you're doing it because you're just treating your workers really well. We don't know what the conditions of any of these guitar factories no. are. Um, you know, there's definitely something to like, hell, we're made in the USA and to have your there's employees plenty of people out there like being like, Hey, yeah, yeah, we're real. We are very happy here. And there's literally the, I've, yeah. I've never okay. heard, I've known a few people who worked at Taylor and I've never really, I've heard them complain about individuals that everybody makes, you know, my boss is a dick. Like, sure, sure. Raise your hand if your boss no, is, isn't heard, a dick. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a factory. This guy. <laughs> are you going to unionize, Steve? Yeah, it's going to be you know, me. Ryan, Ryan, the employees of 60 Cycle Home have some demands for you. What do you want, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a factory where people are working. It's, you know, just because you're making guitars doesn't mean you're playing guitars. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a dream job necessarily. Like it's, it can be tough working conditions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like we see comments come in when I, when I cover some import guitar, like, Oh, it's probably made in a sweatshop, blah, blah, blah. There's sweatshops in the U S yeah. they're just hidden. Or they do things to get around yeah. regulations and things like that. There are there are or plenty like, of manufacturers or, in the U.S. who are abusing their employees. Yeah. Or legally, they're not sweatshops per se. Sure. But like people are sweating. You know. Well, that it's the whole thing. Like, with, or there's dangerous. Uh, was it? Yeah. The uh, I don't know. It's got to be like 20 years ago now. Uh, 15, 20 years ago, American Apparel right. was running sweatshops like in the middle of Los Angeles. They were like technically not they're technically legal operations like they weren't right. doing anything illegal they were just paying all of their like seamstresses or whatever they're sewing people like minimum wage to make tri-blend shirts that they were selling for 25 dollars a piece and they wouldn't turn the air conditioner on or whatever right right like unfavorable working conditions when you know that there's money to make the conditions yeah. better and things yeah. like that. I, you know, I'm for it. I'm for, if we're going to have pride in American made instruments, let's, let's have pride in our American crafts people. Sure. Let's have pride in the people doing the work to make them. Yeah. Let we're, we're, we're willing to pay an upcharge for that made in USA sticker. Yeah. So why not? pay a little bit more so that the employees can get some of that profit margin that all the CEOs are bragging about, you know, or just to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And it is a desirable industry to be in Mm -hmm. the rest of the time when there's not, you know, huge windfalls from pandemics and everyone's stuck inside buying massive amounts of hobby, you know, toys and things like that. I'm for it. I wanted to do some quick math here. Uh, Nope. And I, that's, so whatever shop this was in, uh, these whoever this is, uh, whatever job they're talking about, uh, gets paid about twenty. Looks like twenty two dollars an hour. Is How that do you know good? That? Is that bad? Because it says new one dollar cost of living increase will average out to less than four and a half percent. Wow, you're increase. doing some math there. So if one dollar divided by zero point zero four five, which is four and a half percent, is twenty two dollars and twenty two cents. So they're they're somewhere in the twenty two to twenty twenty three dollar range. Imagine you are is and again, I don't t- know if that's good or bad because I don't sure. know what the cost Nashville but this still, Nashville cost of living is probably higher than that. But still like think about the man hours. The man hours are the yeah. most expensive part of building a guitar. Well, and a big, think about and the man hours that go into building a Gibson. Yeah, and a big conversation $22 an hour. And the big conversation in this last year, it has been you know with rising inflation, a four and a half, a four and a half percent pay increase in a normal year is like. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. But when a four and a half percent pay increase, when your company is still reporting profits and maybe even pre- reporting record profits, you probably are seeing upper management popping champagne. Yeah. You but, know? In, but inflation is eight and a half percent. You're actually taking a 4% pay cut. Exactly. Oh. And it sounds like they're cutting off time and things like that. Yeah. And, the, you know, 
the way a lot of industries were, the people were not given paid sick time during a pandemic, Mm -hmm. which is bonkers, which is really, really upsetting. (laughs) You think about it. I mean, I'm self-employed. I don't get paid time when I'm sick. That's that's my own choice. You know, but like I had an experience when I was working grocery where I got a flu that knocked me out for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called in sick like my fourth day in a row. And the manager was like, hey, if you don't get a doctor's note, if, if you're calling in sick today, if you don't come in with a doctor's note to prove that you were sick, then uh, you can't come back. Mm-hmm. And he knew that I didn't have medical insurance yet. Right. I hadn't applied for it yet. So he knew that for me to go to a doctor, it was going to cost me real money. And so he knew that he was telling me I had to come to work sick. And I did. Right. And he knew that I was at work sick. And that kind of treatment is bullshit. Yeah. Like that was. I hope you coughed on him. I probably coughed on a lot of people that day. Hope you no, it wasn't. It was like. I was pale. I was cold sweating. I was shaking. I was weak. It was that whole thing. You know, I wasn't coughing or throwing up or anything like that, but man, I I wasn't, I shouldn't have been on my feet. I hope you you gave him COVID. (laughs) It was in, it was in the late nineties, Steve. For, for a flu to knock a teenager on their ass for a week. It was, it was a a beefy flu. Yeah. Yeah. A cow flu. Beefy flu, cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got know. it. I got it. <laughs> I feel like there's another angle to attack this with. I'm I'm rooting for if if there is room, if there is need for employees of guitar manufacturers to unionize, um, I hope that they're successful. I'm hope that they're able to do it. Uh, you know, this is a skill set that is is not like anyone could like Starbucks is unionizing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people could work at Starbucks. Not a lot of people can build guitars. So your your labor is valuable. Get the value of your labor. And you know what? Honestly, like it's not an official union in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. But when all the guitar YouTubers started talking to each other and started hanging out and having events and stuff like that, yeah. it felt like we unionized. Right, because we all started trading, like sharing our rates with each other, mm-hmm. sharing experiences with brands that we worked with, and I honestly think it made us all much more independent. It made us so that we could all just tell brands that are asking us to do shady things to just take a hike. Because like, I don't need to work with you. Yeah, like I know that I know that other people told you to take a hike. I'm going to tell you to take a hike too. Yeah, you know, I like f- I feel like you guys have uh, less of a union and more of a confederacy. <laughs> it's more of like a guild. It's a yeah. It's like a it's the, it's 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 kind of like a pirates code. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. But it's kind of like if I if we're, I'm talking rates, like hey, what are you guys charging right now? And the Europeans are going to think that we're price fixing. That's not what's going on. But like <laughs> if I've, I'm talking rates with someone and and they're like, oh, I'm charging this much. I'm like, dude, you're a bigger channel than me, and I'm charging more than you. I can get the rate that I'm commanding you can get more like right. that's a healthy exchange to have. Yeah. And that's, it, not, it, that's not price fixing because it's not like, Hey, everyone don't charge less than this. Like, of yeah. course everyone has to charge different because we're all different sizes. Uh, what else is, Oh, I was going to say, I, if I could go back in time, because I know now, if I could turn back time, I know now that legally in America, you are allowed, you are protected to discuss your wages with your fellow coworkers. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I was raised with that. Oh, it's rude. You're not supposed to discuss wages and stuff like that. If I could go back to the last office job that I had, that was a graphic design job, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't getting paid very well at all. I would freaking print a shirt because it was a shirt company that said my hours. (laughs) They said my wages on it. Like I make just print your paycheck on a shirt. Not my paycheck. I would just say like it would say 1375 an hour. And everyone that day would know exactly what I make. And yeah. then people would be like, oh, he makes way less than he should. I'm going to like mm. stand up for him. Or like someone else would be like, you make that much? I do more than you. Like, yeah. like and everyone, everyone should tell their coworkers how much you, how much you make. Tell them. Yeah. 
Tell them what you're getting I, paid. Find my, out what they're getting paid. My take on it is, and I don't 100% disagree with you. I definitely grew up in a place where like we didn't talk about money. And it's actually really interesting when we were doing the house hunting thing. Uh, my mom called me and she's like, she's like, how much do you, she's like, I know I've never asked this. Uh, how much do you make? And I told her, and then I told her like, this is what I make. And I'm in line to get a raise this year. Um, and I've been told that the raises are supposed to be good this year. Uh, so this is where we're at. This is what we think we can do. And she was like, oh, that's way more than I thought you were making. <laughs> I was like, thanks mom. I was like, yeah. Like, well, the thing is, is just cause like they're, they're, my parents are retired. So right, right. they, they really think about it, but they haven't thought about um, modern wages in the, a while. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that I would say from, from my perspective is, um, I will talk about wages with coworkers over like a beer after work. Sure. Um, Don't do it on company time. I mean, sometimes I'll do it on company time. Okay, but, yeah. but I mean like, sure. But, do it on company. But, but, but like, what I mean by that is like, I don't, uh, I like talking about it over a beer after work or whatever. After I said, I wear like, my wages on know, my shirt. It's, it's kind of like my way of being like, I don't only like, I don't discuss wages with people who I think are going to be dicks about it. Sure. Like who are going to like, what Steve makes that much. I'm going to go talk to the boss right now. It's like, all right, you are like, you're too not chill to work here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like use that, use that number in your next performance review to tell them how much you think you're worth. And then they'll be like, Oh, that's weird. That's the exact amount of money that Steve's making. What a coincidence. Right. Like we're right. Be smart about it or like shoot your shot. Like I'm worth more than Steve. Yeah, blow your load, man. Uh, whatever, <laughs> that's on you. You do you. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like we hit this. I yeah. know, part, part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I know that people in the, in the industry watch and listen to this yeah. show. Uh, and if you feel like this is something that would benefit you, maybe it will be it'll be a benefit to you to hear us discussing it and know that. You know, maybe this is something you should pursue. Yeah, it's a skilled trade, or maybe you totally disagree. Maybe skilled totally trades. Disagree. Uh, all, most of your skilled trades, I think, are, are at least a lot of them have, have unions. So, and then why like, not? you establish these these big U.S. brands, mm-hmm. go union, and they have a very set kind of. Uh, compensation plan and things like that. And then the small builders, if they want to grab talent, they can be like, we pay above union. Yeah. You know, it's standardized. They're like, we pay more than union or like, you know, you're, you're working for some small luthier and they're not treating you right. And you're like, I could go get a a union job. Mm -hmm. It gives everyone leverage, which is what every industry needs is you need leverage. If there's no leverage, then you're stuck in a sweatshop. We're just talking about capitalism guys. Yeah. And it's for the record, like I'm not, I'm not a full blown socialist or communist or anything like that. I love, I love capitalism. I love money and buying things. <laughs> I love but gold. I also, I also love getting the value of my work yeah. and using, you know, my intelligence and the value of my work and the value of others work that, that do the same thing as I mm-hmm. do to leverage my side of capitalism. I want mine too. And you should want yours as well. Don't let the uh, the higher ups get all of theirs and not give any to you. You you take what's yours. If you want Ryan to make a demo video uh, to send to your boss about uh, why your shop should unionize, uh, just check out on our website, 60cyclehomcast.com. Uh, there's a link to marketing rates. <laughs> and speaking of marketing rates, let's do some housekeeping. Let's do it. Uh, this week we got some new folks uh, at the one dollar level. Uh, sequence of numbers. That's the name. <laughs> oh, that's their name. They're not just a sequence of numbers. It's, no, it's literally sequence of numbers. Is the word. This is the name that was given. Okay. Uh, Mervins, and at the five dollar level, uh, White's Luftmere. White's Luftmere. White's Luftmere. I probably butchered that. I think it's Dutch. So yeah. I haven't done any, I haven't read any Dutch in a while. So, so well, I should back up <laughs> housekeeping as a part of the show where we talk about our Patreon. If you want to support the show for as little as a dollar, like some of these folks, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle Everything you put 
into this uh, helps support the production of this program. So, so thanks. You know the the Dolly like AI image generator thing? Yes. I was playing with that the other day, and yes. my son was was in the room, and we were playing with it, and he was like, "Just type in a bunch of random letters." Okay. And so I did. I just like bashed on the keyboard for a while, mm-hmm. and I entered it in there. And it showed me a bunch of like really picturesque, like cold weather, tundra mountains and rocky shorelines and stuff like that. And I was like, what is going on here? And I realized it thinks I just typed something in like Icelandic. Oh, <laughs> and interesting. I, I showed Henry what Icelandic looks like. And I'm like, this is exactly what happened. It thinks I wrote something in Icelandic. <laughs> I was listening to... Uh, the tone jerks the other day, and I don't know if they're, t- I, you know, whenever I'm listening to a lot of, a lot of podcasts, you know, you always kind of zone in and out. I think they were talking about Dolly, like the full generator. Yeah. To do like album art. Oh yeah, totally. That you go in and be like, okay, I want, I want like picturesque mountains. And then, so it gives you a thing and you're like, and then you're like with a volcano and then it like, we'll just add things like that. No, to, totally. To... No, I, on, on our topic call out. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. or three weeks ago when I had that clay, that clay microphone, that clay microphone was dumb though. Is that your example of that a was, Dolly success? No, that was Dolly. Okay. That but, was like a first attempt. I just wrote in like microphone, clay microphone, clay microphone. And that's what it gave me. It gave me a clay microphone All right, for the next. Like if you want to, like, here's the thing, like, I look at that as a creative tool, as a graphic designer. Like some people might think like, oh, artists are screwed because now you can just ask for stuff. No, that's a jumping off point. Right. Like you, that's a mock-up. Like you mock up different looks. You mock up what's like kind of what it comes up with. And then it, it gets it sketches for you to play yeah. off of and come up with concepts. And you can look at it like, I like that, but I want it like this. I'm going to do it my own way or I'm going to keep working with this. And there's creativity involved there and stuff. So I don't know. All, all I, I know th- is I your, cool technology. your 20 iterations of Steve puppet did not turn <laughs> out too good, but like my fifth iteration of Ryan puppet turned out pretty know, good. I it's know. really cute. It's my Facebook avatar right now. And it's really cute. All it, right. It really nailed me. Uh, this was sent by, but I did final Photoshopping work on that. I still had to have creative oh, okay. input into it on my side, you know, all right, we're getting into an ad. <laughs> yeah, this ad uh, was sent by Kevin Hernandez. This is a used PV two-channel 20-watt amp with custom paint job 6505MH. This is our first ad off of Sweetwater's Gear Exchange. Yeah. So congratulations, Sweetwater. You've made it. We're making fun of something on your site. <laughs> I think this is a retolex. I don't think this is paint. Yeah, it says that it's repainted. That's got to be Tolex. Like it's so. If it's repainted, it's because it's not so just. Good. It's not just that it's orange. Mm-hmm. It is that orange. Like, it's orange. It's an orange amp. No, it's not orange amp. Tolex, where it has the the tweed texture underneath the yeah. plastic. I'm gonna look up. A, a PV605MH. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have that style Tolex. I'm sure. I think it just has the bumpy. 6505. Oh, you're the one who's Googling. I mean, the I, the rest of this is it's got kind of the 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 metal faceplate, but it's got a tiger, like a Japanese or Chinese. Oh, it's maybe like a Thai yeah, style. Yeah, it's the bumpy just normal Fender black Tolex oh, yeah. On, yeah. on the standard one. So this has been retolexed. It hasn't been repainted. But yeah, it has like a fabric cover on the front that's mm-hmm. kind of got like this Ed Hardy like affliction. Like, Is that what you get from it? Because I'm getting like Asian. I'm getting like approximation. Street fighter. Street fighter. Like, like, no, it's that busy tattoo art. Yeah, okay. I that guess. Leaning yeah. into, you know, like inauthentic Asian themes kind of mm-hmm. fabric here. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool fabric. It looks really awesome. And I love the connection of the tiger to the orange Tolex yeah. and the black hardware and stuff. It looks great. Uh, the question is, is a Tolex job and a fabric cover worth an extra 150 bucks? I think is the up. That's what you said earlier. Or maybe it's like 125. 6505 mh i mean clearly this is used and here's another used one for 409 so you're not you're up paying on new and you're definitely up paying on used yeah you can get one of these on zounds for 700 um i'm seeing one for 629 on zounds but it's used 
Yeah, I'm not seeing a new one. So you're significantly up paying what you would need to pay for this amp um, to get the look. Yes, $150 more. It's really seems really well done. I would just ask around to find out how much it costs to get someone to retolex something for you. Because if you can get one of these used for 400 and you like that look, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's I bet cost, you can get someone to retolex it for 200 bucks. Then you got to find that tiger. If you don't got that tiger on your amp, how are people going to know? Don't get the tiger. Get how, what you want. How are people going to know that this amp really growls? Goes, go down to Joanne's Fabrics and get the fabric that you want. Mm, what fabric would you want, Ryan? Probably dinosaurs. <laughs> like little kid bedsheet dinosaurs. Is this the same <laughs> is this the same amp that you had uh over here for Guitar House? No, that wasn't no, a PV, right? No, that that was that was, uh, was, was fifty one fifty. Yeah, that was an EVH. Combo. Which is like it's ghost built by Fender or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. That was I mean same spirit. Same spirit of the sure. amplifier, sure. you know. I'm sure they sound Eddie, fairly the similar. Same spirit, Eddie Van Halen. Right. Mm -hmm. Now that he's a ghost. You yeah. think he's a ghost? No, that... I mean, all I know is... Have you... I don't want to be disrespectful, so, but... I, I noticed that, like, you know, sometimes, every once in a while, I'll be listening to Van Halen's song, and I pick up some haunting mids. Like, sometimes, like, you hear, like, a tap on your window, and you're like, is there a ghost outside my window? But if it's Eddie Van Halen ghost, it's double tapping on the window. Two-handed. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> get it. That's a terrible it. joke. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the lost, family of Eddie Van Halen. Lost, I'm sorry to all his fans. I'm sorry. We just lost five people make, who take Eddie Van Halen very make seriously. Make your own jokes in the comment section. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else on this? I don't know if anyone should buy it. I think it's a compelling look, and I think people should do customization to their amps more often, but when they want to keep them. Yeah. If you're going to resell them... Maybe don't do that. You know, there's different types. Uh, you know, I, I say that. I realize in my life there's two scenarios in which I modify something. It's either because I really, really love it and I want to make it my own because I know okay. I'm going to keep it forever. Like the Jags thing over there. I got it. I paid to have it sparkle finished because I love it. And then there's the modifications I do because I don't love something and I'm trying to make myself love it. You know, like, ah, I don't like the sound of this pickup. Let's put a new pickup in there. Uh, it just turns out it's a guitar that I don't like. I got to get rid of this thing now. You know, what are you looking for? Our sponsors products. Yeah. All right. Let's start with string joy then. All right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by string joy. Check this out. We got a bunch of Boom. strings here. This is some really nice packaging. We can comment on the packaging now. We got a bunch of nine to 42s on one side. Are they all nine to 42s on yep. one side? And then the other side over here, we got uh, some 11 to 50s. No 10s, huh? Nope, 11s and 9s. Interesting. The 11 to 50s are the uh, the, the Mike Adams Pusheen gauge. Oh, okay. So I've been wanting to put those on uh, my offsets and things like that. And then I got the 9s for everything else. Yeah. So, but if you, if you don't like any of those, Stringjoy has all kinds of options, or you can you, you can, can build your own pack. Build a set. I or I didn't ask him to send this many. I was like, send it as many as you think we could use, and then he said, I'll send twelve of each. And I'm like, we'll use that many strings eventually. <laughs> but you can order as many sets as you want in as many combinations as you want. Get into the custom string set builder, <laughs> yeah. and you can come up with some wild and crazy. String sets. Head on over to stringjoy.com or click the link. We got an affiliate link down in Do the description. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm putting that affiliate link. If I'm not, apologies to everybody. Well, it's not like an affiliate earning link, but I think there's, it's like a tracking link or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a show link. It's a show uh, link. This episode's also brought to you by Demonic Machine. That's right. Right here in my hand, upside down, I'm holding the $50 fuzz. Yep. It's a fuzz for $50, guys, and it's got one big knob on it. What else do you need to know? You got $50 in your pocket right now. I know it. I know you do. Actually. Check, Steve. I'm not checking. That's awkward. <laughs> Whip it out. I want to see it. Uh, go check them out. Demonic Machines, they've been supporting the show for a while now. We're good friends with them. They're good friends with us. Support them the way they support us. 
Lucky was on the live stream the other day. Yeah. Lucky from Demonic Machines. Yeah. He was a he was a hoot. <laughs> what what now, Steve? Another ad? What's new, man? What's We're gonna talk new? about what's new. I went to another concert. I've been starting to ramp up the concerts that I go to. Oh, what'd you go to? And this one was like a full blown festival, Steve. That's right. I went to a festival. How did you not get COVID? <laughs> I'm one, this is because I had COVID yeah. too recently. I'm still Probably. immune. Uh, I went to Tiki Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Robert, a uh, fan of the show, probably viewing right now, was like, hey, are you going to go see the Surfer Jets when they play in San Diego? I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't know they were playing in San Diego. I looked it up. They're playing Tiki Oasis, which is a gigantic Tiki convention that takes over an entire hotel here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't have tickets to that, and I'm not going to buy them because they cost like 200 bucks a oh, piece. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. But I hit up Surfer Jets, and I was like, hey... Uh, you want me to come film? If you've got guest pass, I can come film for you. So they they very generously got me a guest pass. I went in there. I filmed their entire set. Cool. I'm, I'm going to edit it, and I'm going to send them the entire set. And I think I'm going to do a video where I cut up kind of my favorite moments and little talking points that I want to cover about the Surfer Jets and publish it as a video wow. on this channel as well. But I had an excellent time. It was a lot of fun. I not only got to see the Surfer Jets play, mm-hmm. I also got to see Go-Go Gorillas. Go-Go Gorillas. Which are viewers and fans of the channel. So they might be watching right now. They've made, they, you know, I got to talk with them and it sounds like they've made purchases based on... You know, things I've done on the channel. Very cool. Um, also, I got to see Mezzer Chups. Yeah. Which yeah. is a Russian band that is uh, pretty high up there. In, I don't think in I the modern, they were Russian. They're Russian. They're cool. pretty high up there in the uh, the modern surf guitar scene. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah. exciting for me to get to see them. Oh, who else played? The Volcanics. I'd never heard of them, but they were a lot of fun, too. It was a great time. And I got to connect with a lot of people that I know and stuff like yeah. that. I had a couple people come up to me and be like, Hey, is dinosaur ghost playing? And I was like, no, no, we have, we haven't played in quite a while, <laughs> but dinosaur ghost has Shut played like here. the room parties right. at TQ Oasis a couple times. And man, it's always been just a blast off. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really stoked that I got to go. I got to hang out with the surfer jets a little bit afterwards. Uh, oh, I bought them dinner with inner circle money. Dang. So, uh, the, 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 we were getting uh, hotel food right. and the, the check came and it's like, you know what? This is on me actually baller. Move. This is on the inner circle. So thanks inner circle for buying the surfer jets. Uh, some after show late night, uh, see, nachos Ryan, and tacos and burgers. Ryan, if you had a PayPal debit card, it would be that much easier to That's track. True. That's true. I wouldn't have to figure it all out. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That's a good point, Steve. Steve is trying to get me to get a PayPal card. I think he gets like a commission. Or I something don't. If I do, I don't. I wish I did. Do you have anything new? Yeah, um, not really for me, but uh, pretty cool for the community for this this side of the industry. I guess mm. Get Offset just uh, is doing their 200th episode. This congratulations. Record, as of this release, it would have recorded yesterday, so they got to 200 episodes. Four years, right? So that's about just about under four, four years. years. So it's a it's a big deal it to is. get to that big of a number. Uh, it's a big number. It's got two zeros on it. Yeah, and it's got a two. Yeah, two zeros and a two. Yeah. That means it's four episodes. Two zero. What? It's four years. That's the math, right? <laughs> no, congratulations. Get offset. Emily, Andrew, everyone else that's been involved. I know Andrew is on a hiatus from yeah. the show, uh, but he's he was there for the vast majority of it. And uh, 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 Joe's on there now. Yep, Joe's on there now. And uh, yeah, congratulations. To, here's here's to 200 more. You know, that glass is empty. I'll drink from this one. Congratulations, get offset. All right. Anything There's, else we need to cover? Do we want to do, do mail? Want to open something? Let's open something. Let's do some mail. We got some time. I'll open this letter. And Steve, you can open this. In, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> very exciting. Where's my blade? I was reaching for my blade that's over by this you. One. There you go. Finally, they sent it, Steve. It like my plaque was so fast, and then it took forever for me to get your plaque. I think that's how they. That's how it normally is. It was silly. 
All right, what do we have? Oh, we've got a Garbage Pail Kid sticker. Oh, I don't know if I want to use this on the guitar. That's too... <laughs> That's like vintage. It's from 1979. Whoa. You can't just peel that and put it on the Cyclone. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I think I will put this in a collection somewhere. I think I have a bunch of Garbage Pail Kids... Uh, this is a wacky packy, not a uh, garbage pail kids. But actually, the t-shirt company I worked for, we had wacky packages as uh, as a license. And I think I printed this one on a shirt. Hawaiian punks, bloody nose red, beats you to a fruit juicy pulp. Great offer that you can't refuse. I'm not going to put that on the guitar. All right, what what is? Read the note now. Note say, I love that it's on a ripped piece of paper. Hi, Ryan and Steve. I'm submitting this sticker to be placed on the guitar. Got to place it's on the guitar. a 1979 Wacky Packages trading card. When I was a kid, I wore a t-shirt with an iron-on transfer of this design. I think it explains a lot about me. Enjoy. Less stress. Uh, what does it say on the envelope? Oh, it's Pete. It's Pete from over there. He's, oh, uh, Pete from he's over one there. Of our Patreons. Gotcha. And he's you in know the, what? He's in, he po- he's got like a a trillion guitars on Discord. Let's so always post them in Discord. Let's see what eBay says the value of this oh my is. Gosh. I will feel bad if I don't put it on there. You should you should just put it on there. It doesn't matter what it's worth. Lion Punks. Nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine sticker. Sticker. What if this is worth a? It's worth forty dollars, Steve. Put it on there. But it's for. I'm going to put it in a place of put, honor. Put it like a, just put it on the put it on the headstock. Will it can be, fit. Can be the only thing on the headstock. Well, can you put on? Oh, almost. It might f- just fit. I didn't plan on putting anything. This feels so wrong. It's a forty dollars sticker, Steve. Well, that's what someone's asking for it. That's not what they're getting for it. All right, there we go. That way, whoever wins this thing can leave it there and they can see it. It's very well placed on there now. It's in a place that's not going to get damaged or removed when you remove the layers and layers of other stickers we're putting on this. When all the pink paint is completely covered up, we're going to give this away somehow. I don't know how, but there are still a few little pieces of pink left. I think if you guys all rushed us, like, uh, I'm going to say like 20, 30 stickers, mm-hmm. we could call this done. That's that's my estimate. Only right if you now. put them in the right places. Well, yeah. Well, th- thank you, Pete, from over there. Like, yeah. that's very generous of you to send us a $40 sticker. Right now, he's like, I didn't know it was worth $40. Send it back. Send it back. No. <laughs> Um, and this is uh, the other. This is congratulations, a, Steve. Thanks, we did it. We can high five too. My daughter. We can hug and kiss if you want. <laughs> All right, everyone <laughs> wants to see that. Um, if you want to see that, join at the two thousand dollar Patreon level. When you get six months of patronage underneath your belt, Steve and I will make out on oh video. My gosh, nope. Maybe Steve. We'll see. Two two thousand a month for six months. <laughs> you but wouldn't make get, out. You wouldn't make out with me for six grand. It's six grand, Steve. You will do anything for six grand. It's an unimaginable number. Like how can you imagine oh six thousand dollars? <laughs> it might as well be a billion. I would get pissed on outside of the asparagus restaurant for six thousand dollars. <laughs> Jeez, man! Classic also, bit. Also, I'm pretty sure if you're making out, like you can't, you can't do that at a Patreon level. I think that's a that breaks the terms of service. Oh, does it? Because it's like a, yeah. it's like we're making pornography or something. Yeah, something like that. We I could just, be wrong. We could just tell everyone we did. Maybe it. it's only if it's like full nudity. Maybe if it's oh, we'll no, nudity. we'll put more clothes on than we yeah. would normally wear. We're gonna wear parkas. I'll wear a hat. <laughs> oh my gosh all right this was sent by greg uh this is a 12 string telecaster it's from cozart custom handmade i don't know if i believe that but this is 
Yeah, I've never heard cool. of the brand before. But this is 175, so you know, who cares? Hard to find 12-string Tele-style guitar can deconvert to six string and still have a unique looking telecaster guitar. Plays well as a 12-string for that classic twang. Please leave phone number to contact. I really, really, really like that plywood look. Like that's mm. really cool. And I can tell the rest of this is cheap parts and stuff. Yeah. Possibly on a kit guitar that someone just put their brand on or whatever. No, Cozart's a, Cozart's a brand. Cozart's a brand? Yeah. Do you think... I like that. I don't know if it's a, a photo print or something like that, but if that's real, if that's real, like sanded plywood, that's a cool look. Yeah. It's also like Seamuse. I don't know if that's the same company. Right. It's some import knockoff sort of thing. Yeah. 175 I'd buy it for the body. I think it's a cool look. I don't care about the rest of it. I mean, is this 12 string? You've been itching to try a 12 string? Might as well get one that looks cool. And I think this one looks cool. What do you think, Steve? I don't like the headstock. Well, it's a 12 string, Steve. I guess I'm a hater. Oh, here's the email. Yeah. If you compare the Cozart guitar with the standard... This is from the website. If you compare the Cozart guitar with standard six-string guitar, they have the following differences. The body of the guitar is reinforced to make a strong and sturdier structure to ensure there is resistance against the tighter tension value. The body that doesn't true? need to be reinforced if it's a solid body. Are you, they make 12-string Dan Electros that are hollow. Are the you headstock has over 12 tuning machines, which are over? possible by integrated the elongated configuration. Why does it have over? The fretting board is small to reduce the string tension and ramp up the playing experience. There is a strong reinforcement of the neck to accommodate the six additional strings. None of of this copy matters at all or makes sense. Here's Uh, my question, Steve. Are you, uh, when you pick up a 12 string, do you prefer the high octave of each pair to be on top or underneath? I think underneath. Because this is a, a top one. Really? Yeah really i think that's the rickenbacker thing i can't remember i know there's two different styles either the 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 tiny one on top or the heavy one on top i mean i honestly don't know i don't even remember the last time i picked up a 12 string i remember i'll never forget (laughs) i don't i have no idea if steve's i got my first real 12 string Bought it at the 10 and 20. The only reason I don't own a 12 string is because I don't like tuning that much. And when was the last time you saw a 12 string with a wiggle stick? That answers the question right there. Played it until <laughs> my fingers bled. It was the summer of 138. Generally, when you play 12 string, you're kind of expected to play it well. And I'm not going to do that. So there's that. I do enjoy I feel like playing like heavy you, fuzz wrists with them, though. I feel like generally when you play 12-string, you just play cowboy chords. Yeah. No, I play. I like to play big, doomy, fuzzy riffs with 12-strings. That. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. But I don't really have a lot of musical reason to have a 12-string otherwise. You don't have a mu- much of a musical reason to own any of these All guitars. right, okay. You were the one who was trying to get me to buy a harp the other day. <laughs> yes, and? You think I'm going to be able to play a harp? That's not the point. That wasn't the point. <laughs> All right. This episode is also brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. Uh-huh. They make the habit. I was seeing on their Instagram the other day. Habit. They had this really freaking cool looking hand painted habit. Go follow their social medias just so you can see cool stuff like that. Habit. It was rad looking. I kind of wish they would release a printed version of that art because I liked it a lot. This episode is also brought to you by Chase, or by Big Ear Pedals make such pedals as the Albi, which i'm holding right now it was upside down now it's right side up uh they make cool pedals like the Albi and the woodcutter and even the l the Albi is a curated multi-effect with all kinds of effects across a eight position selector switch with secret settings so there's actually 16 different settings and they're all pre-dialed in for you there's only a blend knob you're not di- you're not diving into submenus and stuff like that to come up with presets they're all just there waiting for you courses and reverbs and delays and all sorts of other fun effects so go check out demos of that thing and uh say a little prayer or make a wish for big ear that they get their housing situation figured out because uh, they're waiting to get stuff built when they can get into their house that is still 
being built. So pray that and wish that the house gets finished so that they can uh, get more product out to the people that want it. Yep. This last ad was sent by Michael Krause. It's a giant Gibson. Uh, and it says, a very unusual display piece made by Gibson. Dimensions 8 foot by 2.5 foot. So this is taller than you. I want to know the scale, Steve. Um, and also, I don't think this is a real Gibson. The headstock doesn't look quite right. And look at the spacing in between the bridge and the bridge pickup. Like, uh, this yeah, is, I've this never is, seen a Gibson with that kind of bridge on it before. This is screaming uh, AliExpress to me. Uh, it's also it's just big. It's eight feet. It's eight feet tall. Yeah. Something about the pickup selector switch doesn't look. It looks like it's jammed. You know, when I'm looking at the burst, the way that it interacts. Uh, kind of with the lower bout just doesn't feel authentic to me. I'm going to send this to Mark and mm-hmm. see if he thinks it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's not that you look dismissing the screws for the pickups, you know, like this, there's a lot of red flags here, Steve, you know, this wasn't a 2014 model cause it doesn't have a zero nut. Right. Right. I mean, that zero nut was pretty cool. Like, they did some weird stuff back then, but I kind of was into the zero net. When I look pretty closely at the pickups, I don't think these are actually humbuggers. I think they put two single coils in each pickup cavity. Mm, you're probably right, Steve. They, you know, I, this whole thing's a mess. Like when you see Chipsons, like you expect to see some oddities, but this is the whole collection of oddities. You know, what's up with the? It's got like the rubber down electro really stripe around the edge. Commit. That's the binding, Steve. I, th- I think it's a. Uh, I think it's. <laughs> Look at the output jack. It's an Audi. Well, that's uh, it's kind of like electro. So- oh no, electro yeah, but it's hanging head. out. It's hanging out, Steve. It's kind of like a Neutron. Steve, the the input jack is prolapsed. Well, technically, that's an output jack. There you go. So yeah, output input. Well, you put it in, and then it puts out. You put <laughs> something into it, and then it puts the signal out of it. So both are correct, in my opinion. Uh, if you want to argue that like that and look there's no saddles on the bridge there's no intonation no. adjustment no no and they uh, did the, they did a, a bottom round on the stop tail like i don't know it's not my it's not my style but seriously what scale is this and why is it a thousand dollars if really it's a thousand dollars i want to get a tape measure why do you think this is a thousand dollars does it say it's a thousand dollars oh a thousand dollars holy crap so I'm going to do some rough guesstimation here. If this thing is eight foot. I think your normal guitar is like, what, like 37 inches? I'm going to bet that, hmm. I bet it's an 80 inch scale. No. No, I bet it's an 80 inch scale. I think, I think that doesn't, I don't think that's right. How... Many times can we beat this dumb joke to death? <laughs> Steve, the ceiling is eight feet. All right, the length the length of your last pole is about thirty nine inches. Okay, he's going to figure out the percentage right. and make it so thirty nine inches. Yeah. So we take thirty nine. I'm going to use my phone calculator. Oh my gosh, Steven is, is he's a scientist. Everyone, thirty nine. He does so ninety six inches. That's eight feet. Um, divided by 39, that's a, it's 2.46 times larger. Um, I'm going to make a very poor assumption that scale stays the same. So if we assume 24.75 and it's just bigger, that's a 60.9 inch scale. Okay. It's not 80 inches. And maybe, hold on. Maybe it's actually a baritone. So say it's 27 inches. It does look like it has a long ass neck. Times at 2.4, that's closer to 65 inch scale. All right, all right, all right. Still not worth $1,000. Yeah. Well, you know, guitars are valued by pound, and this might actually weigh enough to be worth $1,000. But look at how rough the cuts are around the, the headstock. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Gibson didn't have their tooling set up to build a guitar this big. You know what? It wouldn't. It would look a lot better the, than this if it was built by union workers. Is all I'm saying. People who are, you know, yeah, secure yeah. in their jobs. No, I, I get getting, that. Getting paid well. You, uh, know? you know, as bad as this guitar looks, though, it doesn't look as bad as the Fire Firebird X. 
<laughs> yeah, if you lined a bunch of these up, you'd have to get a really big, uh, like, uh, dump truck to roll them over. How many of these do you think Fender made? How many of these do you think Fender made? I make Fender good. doesn't make these, I make, Steve. I make this good. is a Dean. This okay. is a Dean. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, that's brand confusion. <laughs> this week's song... Uh, this week's song was sent to us by Joan Braga, Joan of Heart. Nice. She says, uh, hey, Brian and Steve, during the Get Offset live stream last night, Jason, also in the 60 Cycle Home Group, said in the live chat that I should send you the original song from my mod demo for End of Podcast Play. Uh, Joan, Joe does these... Uh, I said Joan because it's there and her right, right. her music is Joan of Heart. Uh, she has a demo channel called Pedal Playground. And it's a lot of fun and you it's, should go watch it. It's a very like Pee-wee's Playhouse inspired. I want to know how uh, long she spends working on those animations. I think the Maw one that just came out took something like two or three months. Because it's all like she's animating she it all. that? Yeah. That's crazy. Because she's like animating like, I think the mod demo, I, I'm doing this from memory, so I could get it wrong. And she's talked about it, but I think the mod had something like 30 or 40 or 50 or I don't know, uh, like different mouths yeah, that were like drawn. No, and then she has to like animate it all. And she puts it all into the software that tracks like Ryan. voices and but to still, animate it, but it's but like a lot of work. The labor of making the individual components and assets is yeah. real. Like, and, and no, I mean the, the work that went into that video is is intense. It's wild. It's intense. It's all. It's all. For I a mean, demo video. You got to come up with a script, not just for yourself, but for for the, for the pedal. Like four, like basically, yeah. what uh, uh, comes out to like three or four puppets. Right, they're they're animated puppets. Is Remember what, when what I used to do, do animations and yeah. little skits? For it took forever. Yeah, I'd spend and, I'd spend days and days working on the intro for a video, and then I'd spend <laughs> way less than that working on the actual demo. <laughs> yeah, so they're really cool. Uh, this is the song from the Ma demo, and we're gonna play it. This is from uh, her. And everyone uh, go subscribe to her channel, by the way. Link yeah. in the description well, if we remember. Uh, no, remember. no, I made a note. To okay.
Joe has a great voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Great, big, powerful voice. Yeah. I listened to, or I watched a lot of the mod demo. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, like I said, kind of said at the beginning, like all of the vocals on that, it was, uh, it's not all through the mod. It's like a split. So one side, it was like clean vocal, and but all the vocal effects, I believe, were yeah. done through the mod. So cool stuff. Super cool. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. <laughs>